कुंभमेवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास जय मुदीर ये नष्टेशुभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकीडिंग फ्रेंड श्रीमद्भागवत फोर्थ कैंटो चैप्टर फोर टेक्स्ट नंबर सेवेन तामागता ृतेश्रैजननी सादर ृतेश्रैजननी सादर प्रेमाश्रुकत पिशस्वूर्मुमाश्रुकत पिशस्वूर्मु सती आगता हेविंग अरइव तैर न नॉट कशन एनी वन आयत्सीव्ड वाता नॉट रिसीविंग रेस्पेक्ट यता ऑफ द पर्फॉमर ऑफ द सैक्रिफाइस दक्षा बयात फ्रॉम फियर जना पर्सन ऋते एक्सेप्ट स्वस्र हेरोन सिस्टर हेरोन सिस्टर्स वै इंडीड जननी मदर च एंड स आदर अदर विथ रेस्पेक्ट प्रेम अश्रुकत उोट्स वेर फील्ड विथ टर्स ऑफ अफेक्शन परिशश्वजु एम्ब्रेस्ड मुधा विद ग्लैड फेसेस ट्रांसलेशन पर्पटल प्रोपात जाय वेन सती विथ हर फॉलोवर्स रीच द एरना बिकॉज ऑल द पीपल असेंबल्ड वेर अफ्रेड ऑफ दक्षा नन ऑफ दम रिसीव्ड हर वेल नो वन वेलकम्ड हर बट हर मदर एंड सिस्टर्स हु विथ टीयर्स इन देर आईज and glad faces welcomed her and talked with her very pleasingly purport the mother and sisters of sati could not follow the others who did not receive sati very well 
Due to natural affection, they immediately embraced her with tears in their eyes and with loving feelings. This shows that women as a class are very soft-hearted. Their natural affection and love cannot be checked by artificial means. Although the men present were very learned brahmanas and demigods, they were afraid of their superior daksha. And because they knew that their welcoming sati would displease him, although in their minds they wanted to receive her, they could not do so. Women are naturally soft-hearted, but men are sometimes very hard-hearted. The sense the Bhakti Vanta So on <clears throat> Mother Sati entering the sacrificial arena, this describes the reaction of the people who were there. It is said that except for her own mother and sisters, everybody else put a long face and only they were with glad faces. And they had tears of love in their eyes. And they welcomed her. And they talked to her very pleasingly. However, all the others who were seated there, they knew of the past incident where Shiva was insulted by Daksha. The strained relationship between their boss, who is Daksha, and Shiva was known to them. So therefore they gave uh, a very cold, uh, not even a welcome. They were not at all, they did not appear to be very happy with her coming. And Prabhupada is saying here that actually they knew that they have to welcome Sati, but they were afraid that it would displease Daksha. And also, being <coughs> Shiva being a great personality, so also Sati, their minds wanted to receive them, receive her, but she could not. Here Prabhupada is saying that women are soft-hearted and therefore the <coughs> mother and sister for a moment they are pulled towards the their own sister, daughter and sister and even though they are also have a, they all have a relationship with uh, Daksha, because after all Daksha is husband of Sati. But it was due to natural affection. All those situations were forgotten by the mothers and sisters and they embraced her and with tears welcomed her with pleasing words. One point we can touch upon in this purport is where Prabhupada is saying women as a class are soft-hearted and their natural affection and love cannot be checked by artificial means. 
this is the nature of women unlike men each of our yantras are built little differently there is more of the womanly personality is more of uh, emotional build up as compared to that of the yantra of a man that's how it is you know a machine is a machine uh, <coughs> it is designed like that and it cannot be uh, just blinded over the reality so that is why it is said that the women needs protection because their soft heartedness is often exploited and they don't even realize or know that they are being exploited <coughs> so according to vedic culture women is always under the protection of the husband either in the beginning stages of her life the father then the husband then these children son so their uh, exploitation is averted by people who are irresponsible in the human society and their soft heartedness has a great role to play in keeping the family together has got a great role to play even for the men men crave for love and affection care they want that and the society the society the women offers that traditionally women care for protection power all these things because they are called the fair sex fairer sex they are not that strong even physically build is not that strong men protect women which is even materially speaking also it is a fact that physically men are stronger than women so that way we can say even men are in one sense uh, emotionally stronger than men than women because they have got their <clears throat> what is the reason for emotionally strong with that statement because they are not carried away by emotions therefore you know the emotions always have to be regulated by intelligence man has intelligence man is a emotional being and is also an intelligent being so the intelligence has to always control the emotions so in that sense because the emotions are not 
very deep rooted in man man yantra that intelligence is able to easily uh, direct their intelligence is capable of directing not only their emotions but also emotions of those women whom they are protecting so these are some of the <clears throat> facts about the psychology of man and woman that is very clearly elaborated in uh, when we read through the different scriptures of course nowadays we have to see there is so much of complication even in the yantra some man's yantra is womanly overly womanly and so womanly yantra is overly manly so all short circuits have happened uh, <clears throat> so all kinds of relationships are also there accordingly because ultimately is marriage is emotional relationship ah so it is not really about sex also the emotional relationship so the emotional build up of a man is more like a woman um, uh, then a man may choose that man as a wife and that is why it is become almost common nowadays so much there is legalization of this kind of marriages all this kind of things similarly between women also relationship if you see why they have a relationship one of them will be overly manly if both are very womanly they will not get uh, they will not join together as partners one of them will be overly manly so ultimately you see these relationships are based on emotions emotional build up emotional build up so it is a fact <clears throat> that man needs emotional care emotional love and all those kind of things he needs and women needs from the other side they need to be pampered with power the man who has got power who has got strength who has got you know in different forms it manifests in different forms in modern age but the principle remains the same the union union between the between man and woman text 8 saudarya samprashna samartha vartaya matracha matra swashrubischa sadharam dattam saparyam varamasanam chasa nadatta pitra pratinandita sati although she was received by her sisters and mother she did not reply to their words of reception and although she was offered a seat and presence she should not accept anything for her father neither talked with her nor welcomed her by asking about her welfare purport sati did not accept the greetings offered by her sisters and mother for she was not at all satisfied by her father's silence sati was the youngest child of daksha and she knew that she was his pet but now because of her association with lord shiva daksha forgot all his affection for his daughter and this was very much aggrieved this very much aggrieved her the material bodily conception is so polluted that even upon slight provocation all her relationships of love and affection 
are nullified. Bodily relationships are so transient that even though one is affectionate towards someone in a bodily relationship, a slight provocation terminates this intimacy. So, <clears throat> even though she was welcomed by the mother and sisters, that was not uh, her focus. Sati's focus was how my father is silent. My father is not, you know, giving any words of affection and not even arranging any reception through her people, through his people. And this aggrieved her a lot. So she did not accept a seat, neither should she accept the presents that were offered by the mother and sisters. And Prabhupada says, this kind of love and affection, bodily concept, it just gets terminated like this, as in the case of Daksha, because of his self-interest, because of his interest for his ego, his social ego, he forsake his love and affection for his own daughter. And Prabhupada assigns this is the nature of the loving relationship based upon bodily concept of self. Bodily concept of self, ultimately, if there is a competition between, if we, if we have to choose between our interest and somebody else's interest, then our interest will come first. So that is the idea of I am this body concept, that is false ego. That means my existence is only that much. According to the, the, the person has no connection with God. Anyone who has connection with God will never think I am the body. Connection with God means I am part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. So when that is not there, then everybody, every jiva in this material world is existing in the bodily concept of life. Bodily concept of life. Body is different. Bodily concept of life is different. Slight difference. We are all living in bodily concept of life. If we think we are the body, gross body, then it will not enjoy life. Animals are like that, gross body. So their enjoyment is limited. The human beings, then bodily concept of life in the mean, meaning that they, even though they are trapped in this body, they are not they don't want to remind themselves that they are this gross body, but they map this body into their mind and create a form, subtle body, in the subtle body, they create a chitta body. So we are all actually living, exchanging with each other. This gross body is simply a medium for relating with chitta body. And this chitta body is all about rasa between living entities, just like here in this case, so many interpersonal rasars are running this way, that way and you know, 
he's sparking here and you know all kinds of things positive and negative kinds of relationship is happening within the in the human society unlike in the in the animal society which is basically focused on the bodily needs gross bodily needs eating sleeping mating defending and less of emotional needs finer emotional needs finer emotional exchange of rasa you don't find that in the animal body because their chitta is not all that developed so in the human form you are able to go into bodily concept of life and be in more in illusion and in the demigod society the bodily concept of life is even even finer hardly the gross body interferes in all the so called you know rasa between the jivas next arudra bhagam tamavekya chadvaram pitrcha deve kritahelanam vibho anadrita yajna sadassi adishwari chukopalokaniva dakshayati rusha present in the arena of sacrifice sati saw that there were no oblations for her husband lord shiva next she realized that not only had her father failed to invite lord shiva but when he saw lord shiva's exalted wife daksha did not receive her either thus she became greatly angry so much so that she looked at her father as if she were going to burn him with her eyes purport by offering oblations in the fire while chanting the vedic mantra swaha one offers respect to all the demigods great sages pitas including lord brahma lord shiva and lord vishnu it is customary that shiva is one of those who are offered respects but sati while personally present in the arena saw that the brahmanas did not utter the mantra offering oblations to lord shiva namah shivaya swaha she was not sorry for herself but she was ready to come to her father's house without being invited but she wanted to see whether or not her husband was being respected to see her relatives her sisters and mothers was not so important even when she was received by her mother and sisters she did not care for she was most concerned about that her husband was being insulted in the sacrifice when she marked the insult she became greatly angry and she looked at her father so angrily that daksha appeared to burn in her vision jaharhasamarsh vipannaya gira shivadvisham dhuma patashramam smayam svatejasabhuta ganan samutitan nigrahya devi jagato abishranavatah the followers of lord shiva the ghost were ready to endure or kill daksha but sati stopped them from by her order she was very angry and sorrowful and in that mood she began to condemn the process of sacrificial fruitive activities and persons who are very proud of such unnecessary and troublesome sacrifices she especially condemned her father speaking against him in the presence of all tension <laughs> purport the process of offering sacrifices is especially meant to satisfy vishnu who is called yajnesha 
because he is the enjoyer of the fruits of all sacrifice. Bhagavad Gita also confirms this fact. Lord says, Bhuktaran Yajna Tapasam. He is the actual beneficiary of all sacrifices. Not knowing this fact, less intelligent men offer sacrifices for some material benefit. To derive personal material benefits for sense gratification is a reason persons like Daksha and his followers perform sacrifices. Such sacrifices are condemned here as a labor of love without actual profit. This is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam. One may prosecute, prosecute the Vedic injunctions of offering sacrifices and other fruitive activities. But if such activities, if by such activities one does not develop attraction for Vishnu, they are useless labors. One who has developed love for Vishnu must develop love and respect for Vishnu's devotees. Lord Shiva is considered the foremost personality among the Vaishnavas. Vaishnava Nam Yathashambhu. Thus, when Sati saw that her father was performing great sacrifices but had no respect for the great devotee Lord Shiva, she was very angry. This is fitting. When Vishnu or a Vaishnava is insulted, one should be angry. Lord Chaitanya, who always preached non-violence, meekness and humility, also became angry when Nityananda was off offended by Jagai and Madai and he wanted to kill them. When Vishnu or Vaishnava is blasphemed or dishonored, one should be very angry. Narottam Das Thakur said, Krodha Bhakta Dveshi Jane. We have anger and that anger can be great quality when directed against a person who is envious of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or his devotee. One should not be tolerant when a person is offensive towards Vishnu or a Vaishnava. The anger of Sati towards her father was not objectionable, for although he was her father, he was trying to insult the great Vaishnava. Thus Sati's anger against her father was quite applaudable. So, Sati could not tolerate that there was no respect for Lord Shiva, no oblations for Lord Shiva. There was no chanting of his mantra. Whereas all the three primary deities have to be um, respected in any of these homas, etnas, as Prabhupada says, the oblations of Namashivaya Swaha. This was not offered during the um, <coughs> uh, sacrifice and therefore um, Sati was felt very, Sati was very angry that her father, her husband was being insulted. So Prabhupada says here that Vaishnava Anamitashambho, Lord Shiva is a great Vaishnava and if any, there is no question of auspiciousness in any function if Lord Shiva is insulted. In our yajnas, that we, whenever we perform homa, we perform for Guru Gauranga, uh, we offer oblations to spiritual master, and spiritual master, a pure devotee of the spiritual master, also represents Lord Shiva, and he is uh, <coughs> as a pure devotee of the Lord. Therefore, our homas our, are also complete, complete in itself. It is said that the worshipping the spiritual master is same as amounts to 
worshipping the sum total of all demigods for vaishnavas so therefore vaishnavas always worship their spiritual master and then vishnu so that is the so our yajnas are also completed our pujas are completed our offerings are all complete because of the offering everything through the pure devotee spiritual master so here propat says sati's anger against her father was quite applaudable and our great acharyas like narottam dastakur has said krodha bhakta dvesh jana krodha has to be engaged in 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 uh, against as directed against persons who are envious of either his devotees or the supreme personality of godhead so even krodha has a place in vaishnava's life sometimes devotees think everything chalega it doesn't propats in the name of humility one cannot stop defending one's spiritual master in the name of being gentle one cannot one has to become angry one has to counter one has to shut the mouth of the offender silence the offender it's our duty it may involve emotional burst outburst it may involve anger one gets purified by defending against one spiritual master etc so <clears throat> is a finer understanding of humility as prabhupada is using the example of chaitanya mahaprabhu who was you know who preached to everybody be more tolerant than a tree and humbler than a blade of grass but propad is giving the example that when nityananda was hurt by jagai and madai chaitanya mahaprabhu became angry and he became angry and he invoked the sudarshana chakra to kill them so that is uh, the uh, the under, not that propa uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu by doing that he has become less humble it it has not contradicted his character of humility by uh, ready to even kill uh, jagai and madai so that is a standard set by <coughs> that is a standard for all the vaishnavas that is vaishnavism because we are a personal philosophy and everybody at all levels Uh, respect giving respect to the vaishnavas and not seeking respect for oneself is a principle of the spiritual world itself any questions hari krishna prabhu uh prabhu uh, actually um when we get uh, when we do when we hear when we are preaching about uh, any of our uh, like when we are preaching about krishna and prabhupad when you go for preaching so that time sometimes uh, people are ignorant about the position of prabhupad and they start offending the spiritual master so now if we get uh, if we get angry um, we can't leave that place because we are actually preaching them and if we get angry they might never come back so in this case sati actually burned herself so what should we do see you have to see 
in all these things what is the heart of the person here is daksha was clearly envious sometimes people out of ignorance they say something very easy to correct them if you preach properly they will change their mind but if somebody is very envious then you know they won't change so very easy to silence such people some silly things they will say just like i was telling the other day they will say why why prabhupada is using only his gita as it is first of all you say it is not uh, you say that this is uh, exactly as what krishna spoke right and uh, that is why prabhupada said as it is spoke means what meaning was conveyed by krishna and that being a pure devotee he knows the heart of krishna therefore he has a revelation what is the actual meaning you can have 100 meanings out of one sentence right so then they'll say then they will only think that oh yours is bhagavad so, so many bhagavad gitas are there now that does not amount to blaspheming prabhupada it is an opportunity for us to preach about prabhupada so we have to be very expert we have to explain to them that how they do not even know how one sentence can have so many interpretations what is it that prabhupada is saying they say okay if prabhupada is as it is why purport is there that means he is speaking something he should only speak what krishna spoke so no purport is there so how is it as it is when i was preaching book distribution many indians have asked this question especially people who know about bhagavad gita and all the way it is called as it is so i had <clears throat> one i i don't know where i did many many years back in some karmi book or something i had read this in the i think it's a it's a book on communication so there an example is given <clears throat> of how one sentence can have so many meanings one simple sentence the sentence is like this i did not say that he stole the bread what is the sentence i did not say that he stole the bread now you can tell this in different ways it will it will bring different context suppose you stress i i did not say he stole the bread that means i did not say he told communication is what communication in when you stress i communication is i am not the one who told somebody else told that is the four rest of the sentence meaning is not there i did not i did not say he stole the bread then if you focus then next i did not say he stole the bread i wrote i did not say i wrote next i did not say he stole the bread no 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 i did not say he stole the bread i said that she stole the bread 
I did not say he stole the bread. No, I did not say he stole. It is his house only. No, what is what is question of stealing? He took the bread. That's all. And ate. Next, I did not say he stole the bread. No, no, milk was missing in the refrigerator. <laughs> bread is still there. So, what is the communication? Just see one sentence. When a person speaks, there is a message that is communicated. So, when Krishna is speaking Bhagavad Gita, in one sentence you can take out so many things. Only one who knows the heart of Krishna and the bigger picture, circumstance. You should know the whole Vaishnava philosophy. Then only you can understand what is spoken in Bhagavad Gita. Just like you had different meanings and each context was different. So according to each context, different communication was there through that sentence. So as it is, means Prabhupada, if you explain that, then you give this example and explain that. Then you'll say, oh, so many meanings are possible. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, to whom? the correct meaning will be revealed. The, just like in a medicine bottle, the prescription, is, the, the indication is how to use it, what to use it and all those things. The same way within the Bhagavad Gita you will find one who is anasuya, one who is not envious, one who is a devotee of the Lord, to him this real message will come. To a scholar message will not come, the real message will not be transmitted by a scholar so we don't want scholarly gitas we want we want uh, persons who love krishna who know the entire context of krishna exactly what he says the total big picture he knows then in that big picture that's why knowing the big picture Prabhupada, every page everywhere surrender 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 right he does not just if when, when Prabhupada take one verse and you see the purport you will see very you know, normally what happens, commentators take the verse and they comment on the verse alone, what is on the verse alone. Prabhupada is talking so many things other than what is in the verse. <laughs> is it not? He not pointed to the verse at all. Why? Because he is always connecting to the big picture. So it is not scholar like that. Sometimes when you, you, you wonder, you, you keep seeing, okay, now you want deep analysis of this verse. He, he talks about it, but then along with that, he goes on talking so many other things. So that way we, are, we actually connect ourselves to the real essential message of Gita in every purport. You get it. In every purport you get it. That is why Prabhupada's Gita is very sweet tasting for devotees. Because they go on hearing again and again and again about These purports are so wonderful. I remember when, just first time I got Bhagavad Gita, when I was in IIT, so much of, uh, of uh, <clears throat> Rasa in the purport, I would not read the verses. 
ಪರ್ಪಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಪರ್ಪಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಪರ್ಪಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಪರ್ಪಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಪರ್ಪಟ್ ಗೋ ಆನ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಪರ್ಪಟ್ಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಪರ್ಪಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಫೈಂಗ್ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಫೈಂಗ್ ಡೈರೆಕ್ಟ್ಲಿ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಫೈಂಗ್ ಪರ್ಸನಲಿ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಫೈ ಪರ್ಸನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ ಕ್ವಶನ್ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರಭು men in the assembly of daksha men in the assembly of daksha did not welcome or respect sati because of uh, they were fearful of daksha or becoming his their authority unhappy so was it spiritually correct at that moment the act of men of daksha no it is not correct that is the influence of bad association even there were brahmanas in that assembly right because it's for a sacrifice so brahmanas are supposed to be independently thoughtful but sometimes the brahmanas also get contaminated by power <laughs> king is is powerful so they just keep quiet a real brahmana would actually stand up and talk against that did not happen so their conduct was not right because shiva is a universal personality why is excluded shiva's oblations a real brahmana should have told no i will not conduct this sacrifice this is against the scriptures but they did not brahmanas are supposed to be independent next behind uh i just wanted to understand two statements in this one is in 4.4.8 last line little provocation will terminate the intimacy little provocation which will, uh, will terminate the intimacy it is mentioned in 4.4.8 last line uh, yes yes and the second uh, statement which is uh, uh, sati came to uh, sacrificial arena to check whether oblation is being offered to lord shiva or not these two statement i just wanted to understand how it is like popad wanted to i mean popad is telling that intimacy with respect to little provocation ah will terminate the intimacy means like relations because see, like that is between uh, shiva and uh, lord paru yes. shiva and sati yes between shiva and huh? no is that give give me that verse 4.4.8 last line acha purport purport bodily relationships are so transient that even though one is affectionate towards someone in bodily relationship a slight provocation terminates this intimacy yes provoked in the sense here lord daksha's self interest was being uh, you know touched upon by sati so you are you are in the you are siding with your husband finish my intimacy with you is finished otherwise father has to be intimate with with the daughter so that choice because of his self interest his choices between breaking that intimacy 
and satisfying his ego and what is the other one next verse bro sati came to check whether oblations is ah, being yes. offered yes. to lord yeah. shiva yeah because after all she is uh, you know she admires her husband and uh, she knows who her husband is so she actually prabhupada is revealing here though in the last chapter it was mainly to see the relatives but it is not that that was her only so there is greatness in sati she had a mixed interest is is revealed now one is her seer relatives and she saw the relatives she didn't bother now next she is looking for whether <laughs> whether my husband is being properly respected in this fire sacrifice the universal yajna that is being performed all the demigods have to be offered respects so that is a great greatness of sati even though her self interest emotionally she wanted to see the relatives and everything all those things but next her actual deep within her heart what she wanted to know was whether husband was being insulted in the sacrifice and she marked the insult she became greatly angry and she looked at her father so angrily that daksha appeared to burn in her vision kandaraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai jagat guru shila prabhupad ki jai